The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is here. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023, Tuesday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. Francis Borgia. Born in 1510, a young nobleman at the court of the King of Spain, Francis was a perfect Christian gentleman, a true man of God. His great joy was to receive Holy Communion often. When his wife died, Francis did something that astonished all the nobles of Spain. He gave up his dukedom and became a Jesuit priest. His superior tested him by treating him in exactly the opposite way he had been used to all his 41 years of life. He had to help the cook carrying wood for the fire, sweeping the kitchen. When he served food to the priests and brothers, he had to kneel down in front of them and beg them to forgive him for being so clumsy. Still, he never once complained or grumbled. The only time he became angry was when anyone treated him with respect as if he were still a duke. He preached everywhere and advised many important people. He spread the Society of Jesus all over Spain and Portugal. When he was made Superior General of the Jesuits, he sent missionaries all over the world. Under his guidance, the Jesuits grew to be a very great help to the Church in many lands. St. Francis Borgia died in 1572. St. Francis Borgia, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the church that she may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, today we again have the opportunity to consider this beautiful story of the two sisters, Martha and Mary, as you're going on your way, which we know is the way to Jerusalem. We hear that you enter the house of Martha and Mary. As we know from other gospel accounts, uh, their house was in Bethany. It's a place where you would go to often, where you'd spend some time with them and rest with them and their brother Lazarus. And as you enter, and as we know the story so well, we hear a woman named Martha welcome him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving and She went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve all alone? Tell her to help me. 
But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I think sometimes in superficial readings of this account, people can say, well, Mary is good and Martha is bad. That Martha does something wrong and Mary does something right. And so be be Mary, not Martha. And that's very superficial. And it misses so much of what this gospel passage is trying to teach us. Because first, we hear that Martha welcomes Jesus into her home, which is so much better than many others. And we'll, we'll see this, that people reject Jesus and Martha welcomes him. So we're not talking here about good and bad. We're talking about good and better. They both do something good. They're welcoming Jesus into their home. But then the question is, once we've welcomed Jesus into our home, what do we do? What do we do with him there? Do we just get right to work and we're going to be super busy and we're not going to pay attention to him? Or do we spend some time and we actually talk to him? We sit with him. We listen to him. To welcome him is is good. It's necessary. But what do we do once the Lord is in our home, once we're there with him? And I think today, Jesus, in a very practical way, we can consider this gospel passage with regard to the practice of making a good thanksgiving after receiving you in Holy Communion. When we receive you, Lord, in Holy Communion, we welcome you not into our homes, but into our own bodies, that, that we welcome you in this way. And to receive communion is, is a good thing. When we receive you in Holy Communion, you are welcomed into our, into our bodies, into our hearts, and we have this moment of intimacy with you. But then the question becomes, well, well now what do we do? What do we do now, now that you're here? And it could be so easy to just think that after we attend Mass on Sundays or during the week, that having received communion, that's, that's all there is to it. We've done what we're supposed to do, and now we, we go about just the rest of our day, just like normal. And you invite us, Lord, to actually take a few moments and to just sit with you. Serving is good. Doing work is good. Martha's not doing anything wrong. But to spend a little bit of time in contemplation, just to rest with you and to find ways to just rest with you, particularly after we receive you in Holy Communion. St. Jose Maria says in his, uh, one of his homilies, in his book, Christ is Passing By, if we love Christ, who offers himself for us, we will feel compelled to find a few minutes after Mass for an intimate, personal thanksgiving, which will prolong in the silence of our hearts that other thanksgiving, which is the Eucharist. We, need, we feel compelled, Lord, to just spend a little bit of time with you in silence. And so it's a very good practice after attending Holy Mass, when the Mass is over, to not just walk right out the door, 
but to kneel down or to sit down and just to say thank you. Just to say thank you, Lord, for this great gift that you've given us in the Eucharist to to spend some time sitting with you. It can happen often going over someone's house for dinner, whether it's for a, a big party or whether just someone invites us over for dinner. The idea of eat and run, that I need to eat and run. And almost it's good manners to, to tell someone ahead of time, well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to eat and run. I have to be somewhere at this time or we have an early morning tomorrow, so I'm going to have to leave early. Almost to tell our host ahead of time what time we have to leave so that if we end up eating and running, people don't get offended. But to eat and run, that after we've finished our food, we don't stay and socialize, we don't go sit in another room in a comfortable chair and just talk and catch up, but basically as soon as the meal is over, I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave. And that's, that's bad manners. In social settings, that is not the way we should interact with others, it's, it's considered a little rude to eat and to run. But do people often do this? And do we do this with regard to the Mass? That we receive our Lord and Holy Communion, but it's not just that we got what we came for and so now we can leave. Rather, Jesus, I just want to sit and talk with you. I want to spend a little time just being with you. In certain cultures, there was the, the practice, and it's popularized in the television show Downton Abbey, of, of going through. We're going to go through, which means we're going to get up from the table and we're going to go into another room and continue our socializing there, to go through. Well, Jesus, do we go through with the Mass that we've received during Holy Communion, but now it's time to, to socialize a little bit more, to talk a little bit more, to have that chance to, to be with you to just rest with you. And so to make a good Thanksgiving after Mass, where when we've received you in Holy Communion, we don't just get about right to our work. I have a lot that I have to do today. Someone who attends Mass early in the morning, maybe making a good practice of going to daily Mass. I have a lot I have to do. And so as soon as Mass is over, I just got to be in the car and on my way to work or on our way to school. It's great today to learn from this example of Martha and Mary to maybe take a little bit of time to slow it down. Now, this doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be that we are going to be in the church for 10 or 15 minutes and it's a sin if we leave early. No, 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 no. This is out of love. This is the generosity of love. If mass maybe went a little bit too long and we do have to go somewhere, well, then we should go. We, we, need to, we need to fulfill our other obligations. But even as we're going, maybe if we're driving from the place where the Mass was to work, to a meeting, to school, to a doctor's appointment, we can turn off the radio in the car. And we could just spend a little time saying thank you, spending that time with you. If we have a lot of, a lot of children around, and so there's a lot of noise and commotion, it's been a difficult thing to sit still for the hour that Mass was already. Okay, our Thanksgiving doesn't have to be super long. It can be just just a thank you, Jesus. Just teaching our children to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I love you. 
little aspirations. Those are beautiful Thanksgivings. And if that's what we can do, then, then that's what we do. And then if we have to, to run and, and play and, and get right to other things, okay. But Jesus, just that chance to say thank you, to spend that little bit of extra time with you so that we don't eat and run, but rather we engage in this time of love and contemplation. That's the better part. We ask Our Lady Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, to help us learn how to live in this Eucharistic Thanksgiving, contemplating you, our Lord Jesus. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Tuesday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The liturgical day begins right now as we join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord.
Let God arise. Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise. Let Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise. Let his foes be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is blown away, so will they be blown away. Like wax that melts before the fire, so shall the wicked perish at the presence of God. But the just shall rejoice at the presence of God. They shall exalt and dance for joy. O sing to the Lord, make music to his name. Make a highway for him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice in the Lord, exalt at his presence. Father of the orphan, defender of the widow, such is God in his holy place. God gives the lonely a home to live in. He leads the prisoners forth into freedom, but rebels must dwell in a parched land. When you went forth, O God, at the head of your people, when you marched across the desert, the earth trembled. The heavens melted at the presence of God, at the presence of God, Israel's God. You poured down, O God, a generous rain. When your people were starved, you gave them new life. It was there that your people found a home, prepared in your goodness, O God, for the poor. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let God arise. Let Let his enemies flee before him. Our God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. Our Our God God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. The Lord gives the word to the bearers of good tidings. The Almighty has defeated a numberless army, and kings and armies are in flight, in flight, while you were at rest among the sheepholds. At home, the women already share the spoil. They are covered with silver as the wings of a dove, its feathers brilliant with shining gold, and jewels flashing like snow on Mount Zalman. The mountains of Bashan are mighty mountains. High-ridged mountains are the mountains of Bashan. Why look with envy, you high-ridged mountains, at the mountain where God has chosen to dwell? It is there that the Lord shall dwell forever. The chariots of God are thousands upon thousands. The Lord has come from Sinai to the holy place. You have gone up on high. You have taken captives, receiving men in tribute, O God, even those who rebel into your dwelling, O Lord. May the Lord be blessed day after day. He bears our burdens, God our Savior. This God of ours is a God who saves. The Lord our God holds the keys of death, and God will smite the head of his foes, the crown of those who persist in their sins. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depth of the sea. Then your feet will tread in their blood, and the tongues of your dogs take their share of the foe. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. They see your solemn procession, O God, the procession of my God, of my King, to the sanctuary, the singers in the forefront, the musicians coming last, between them maidens sounding their timbrels. In festive gatherings, bless the Lord. Bless God, O you who are Israel's sons. There is Benjamin, least of the tribes, at the head, Judah's princes, a mighty throng, Zebulon's princes, Naphtali's princes. Show forth, O God, show forth your might, your might, O God, which you have shown for us. For the sake of your temple, high in Jerusalem, may kings come to you, bringing their tribute. Threaten the wild beast that dwells in the reeds, the bands of the mighty and lords of the peoples. Let them bow down, offering silver. Scatter the peoples who delight in war. Princes will make their way from Egypt. Ethiopia will stretch out her hands to God. Kingdoms of the earth sing to God. Praise the Lord who rides on the heavens, the ancient heavens. He thunders his voice, his mighty voice. Come, acknowledge the power of God. His glory is on Israel. His might is in the skies. God is to be feared in his holy place. He is the Lord, Israel's God. He gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, you have given us joy in your holy meal. Help us to understand the significance of your death and to acknowledge you as the conqueror of death seated at the right hand of the Father. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying. He tells of peace for his people. From the first letter of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. You can depend on this. Whoever wants to be a bishop aspires to a noble task. A bishop must be irreproachable, married only once, of even-tempered, self-controlled, modest, and hospitable. He should be a good teacher. He must not be addicted to drink. He ought not be contentious, but rather gentle, a man of peace. Nor can he be someone who loves money. He must be a good manager of his own household, keeping his children under control without sacrificing his dignity. For if a man does not know how to manage his own house, how can he take care of the church of God? He should not be a new convert, 
lest he become conceited and thus incur the punishment once meted out to the devil. He must also be well thought of by those outside the church to ensure that he does not fall into disgrace and the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be serious, straightforward, and truthful. They may not overindulge in drink or give in to greed. They must hold fast to the divinely revealed faith with a clear conscience. They should be put on probation first. Then, if there is nothing against them, they may serve as deacons. The women, similarly, should be serious, not slanderous gossips. They should be temperate and entirely trustworthy. Deacons may be married but once and must be good managers of their children and their households. Those who serve well as deacons gain a worthy place for themselves and much assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. Although I hope to visit you soon, I am writing to you about these matters so that if I should be delayed, you will know what kind of conduct befits a member of God's household, the church of the living God, the pillar and bulwark of truth. Wonderful indeed is the mystery of our faith. As we say in professing it, he was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed in throughout the world, taken up into glory. The Word of the Lord. You must have at heart every member of the flock, for the Holy Spirit has made you their shepherds. You must, must rule over the church of God, which he has made his own through the blood of his Son. The great quality of a steward is to be faithful to his duty. You must rule over the church of God, which he has made his own through the blood of his Son. A reading from the beginning of a letter to the Trallians by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. Ignatius, also called Theophorus, to the Holy Church at Trallus, in the province of Asia, dear to God the Father of Jesus Christ, elect and worthy of God, enjoying peace in body and in the Spirit through the passion of Jesus Christ, who is our hope through our resurrection when we rise to him. In the manner of the apostles, I too send greetings to you with the fullness of grace and extend my every best wish. Reports of your splendid character have reached me, how you are beyond reproach and ever unshaken in your patient endurance, qualities that you have not acquired but are yours by nature. My informant was your own bishop, Polybius, who by the will of God and Jesus Christ visited me here in Smyrna. He is so fully entered into my joy at being in chains for Christ that I came to see your whole community embodied in him. Moreover, when I learned from him of your God-given kindliness toward me, I broke out in words of praise for God. It is on him I discovered that you pattern your lives. Your submission to your bishop, who is in the place of Jesus Christ, shows me that you are not living as men usually do, but in the manner of Jesus himself, who died for us that you might escape death by belief in his death. Thus one thing is necessary, 
and you already observe it, that you do nothing without your bishop. Indeed, be subject to the clergy as well, seeing in them the apostles of Jesus Christ our hope. For if we live in him, we shall be found in him. Deacons, too, who are ministers of the mysteries of Jesus, should in all things be pleasing to all men. For they are not mere servants with food and drink, but emissaries of God's church. Hence, they should guard themselves against anything deserving reproach, as they would against fire. Similarly, all should respect the deacons as Jesus Christ, just as all should regard the bishop as the image of the Father, and the clergy as God's senate and the college of the apostles. Without these three orders, you cannot begin to speak of a church. I am confident that you share my feelings in this matter, for I have had an example of your love in the person of your bishop, who is with me now. His whole bearing is a great lesson, and his very gentleness wields a mighty influence. By God's grace, there are many things I understand, but I keep well within my limitations for fear that boasting should be my undoing. At the moment, then, I must be more apprehensive than ever and pay no attention to all those who flatter me. Their praise is as a scourge. For though I have a fierce desire to suffer martyrdom, I know not whether I am worthy of it. Most people are unaware of my passionate longing, but it assails me with increasing intensity. My present need, then, is for that humility by which the prince of this world is overthrown. And so I strongly urge you, not I so much as the love of Jesus Christ, to be nourished exclusively on Christian fare, abstaining from the alien food that is heresy. And this you will do if you are neither arrogant nor cut off from God, from Jesus Christ, and from the bishop and the teachings of the apostles. Whoever is within the sanctuary is pure, but whoever is not is unclean. That is to say, whoever acts apart from the bishop and the clergy and the deacons is not pure in his conscience. In writing this, it is not that I am aware of anything of the sort among you. I only wish to forewarn you, for you are my dearest children. Make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit through a peace that binds you together. There is but one body, one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope when you were called. There, there is, is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. No one can lay a foundation other than the one which has been laid, that is, Christ Jesus. There, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord visits some close friends in Bethany in just a few minutes in today's Gospel. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. 
I'm Paul Sadek, and today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord visits two very different women, Mary and Martha, from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Just one thing. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. One thing is needful an ever-increasing friendship with the Lord. This should be the constant object of our heart. Everything that separates us from this good, no matter how important it may appear, has to take second place to that which is our ultimate end. Distractions from this goal may even be seen as doing us positive harm. The greatest good we can offer to our family, our colleagues, our friends, to society itself, is our union with the Lord. The means to this union include keeping presence of God during the day, a serious effort at daily prayer, frequent confession. The greatest harm would come if we were to neglect precisely these means that lead us to Jesus. This neglect might come about through disorder, lukewarmness, and yielding to the temptations to spend our energies on other more attractive activities. St. Ignatius of Antioch wrote to St. Polycarp that we have to desire friendship with God. As a pilot calls on winds and a storm-tossed mariner looks havenward, so the times call on you to win your way to God. Real friendship with the Lord will unfailingly enrich all our actions. The absence of that friendship will devalue and impoverish whatever we do. Whenever we notice that life's concerns seem to be crowding out the time we have reserved for the Lord, then we need to hear again the Lord's words to Martha. One thing is needful. Our pursuit of holiness should be the highest priority in our life. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all those things shall be yours as well. Thank the Lord for the enormous gift he has granted you by making you understand that only one thing is necessary. And along with that thanksgiving, no day go past without your offering a prayer of petition for those who as yet have no idea of this duty or do not understand it. What a joy it is to know that the purpose of our existence is to grow in love for Jesus Christ. What a joy to share this good news with others. Let us ask Our Lady to help us never to lose sight of the Lord while we struggle to perform our daily work to perfection for His glory. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 
We join the whole church again in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. You have blessed your land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. Lord, Lord, you you have blessed blessed your land. You You have have forgiven the sins of your people. O Lord, you once favored your land and revived the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the guilt of your people and covered all their sins. You averted all your rage. You calmed the heat of your anger. Revive us now, God, our helper. Put an end to your grievance against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your anger never cease? Will you not restore again our life that your people may rejoice in you? Let us see, O Lord, your mercy and give us your saving help. I will hear what the Lord God has to say a voice that speaks of peace. Peace for his people and his friends and those who turn to him in their hearts. 
His help is near for those who fear Him, and His glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met. Justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth and justice look down from the heavens. The Lord will make us prosper and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him and peace shall follow his steps. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Show us your mercy, Lord. Our misery is known to us. May no evil desires prevail over us, for your glory and love dwell in our hearts. Lord, Lord, you have have blessed our land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. A strong city have we. He sets up walls and ramparts to protect us. Open up the gates to let in a nation that is just, one that keeps faith. A nation of firm purpose you keep in peace, in peace for its trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an eternal rock. The way of the just is smooth. The path of the just you make level. Yes, for your way and your judgments, O Lord, we look to you. Your name and your title are the desire of our souls. My soul yearns for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me keeps vigil for you. When your judgment dawns on the earth, the world's inhabitants learn justice. O Lord, you mete out peace to us, for it is you who have accomplished all we have done. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and and as morning breaks, I watch watch for your your coming. coming. Lord, let the light of your face shine upon us. Lord, Lord, let let the the light light of your your face shine shine upon us. us. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness, you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. 
Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Be gracious and bless us, Lord, and let your face shed its light on us so that we can make you known with reverence and bring forth a harvest of justice. Lord, let Let the light of your face shine upon us. A reading from 1 John We have seen for ourselves and can testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. When anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. My My God God stands by me. All my trust trust is in him. I find refuge in him, and I am truly free. All All my trust trust is in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as He promised through the words of His holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to His people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. 
Lord Jesus, by your blood you have purchased for yourself a new people. We adore you and beseech you. Remember Remember your people, people, Lord. Our King and our Redeemer, hear the praises of your Church at the beginning of this day. Teach her to glorify your majesty without ceasing. Remember Remember your people, people, Lord. You are our hope and our strength. In you we trust. May we never despair. Remember your people, Lord. Look kindly upon our weakness and hasten to our aid. For without you we can do nothing. Remember your people, Lord. Remember the poor and the afflicted. Do not let this day be a burden to them. But a consolation and a joy. Remember your people, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, yours is the beauty of creation and the good things you have given us. Help us to begin this day joyfully in your name and to spend it in a loving service of you and our fellow man. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Here's another day just waiting for you to go out and share the good news. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning, and then Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.